who do you feel that you're competing against when you're running or when you're doing a triathlon? Everyone has different starting points. Like in life, you should be always competing against yourself. Are you happy like looking back at like what you did leading up to this point and like the results that came with it? Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Winston. I'm excited to have you today. I wanted to know a little bit more about you. We focus on like immigration stories, whether that be like you having immigrated or your parents, grandparents. Um, So I kind of want to know where you're at with that. Like, um, did you immigrate yourself? Do you have um, parents or grandparents who came here to Canada? I think for me personally, I my parents came when when they were like like in yeah. their early, late thirties, early forties, okay. and I long moved here when I was five, and so I guess I'd say I'd like I'm a first generation kid, but at the same time, like I grew up with the culture here, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just stuck in like in between, like you know learning about what it means to be canadian but also trying to maintain my culture i completely understand i also came here around the same age as you so i came when i was six and actually my last podcast i did with sarah we literally talked about like mostly that struggle of like assimilating but also like you said maintain your culture And Sarah had said, like, that's like the universal immigrant kid experience of like, how do you find a balance between those things, right? So I totally understand what you mean. Do you have a chance to like talk to people about that, like within your inner circle? Or is it something you kind of brush off or you don't really think too much about? I definitely think that my friends tend to have the same backstory or like, Mm-hmm. at least relate to me um more similarly in that sense like a lot like some of them were born here but their their parents were, were not fully assimilated they were still um they didn't speak like like full like, like really good english mm-hmm. so that so like they would still hold a lot onto their own culture right. and i think how i i think my parents did the same because they didn't really speak like fluent English they held on to a lot of their culture and yeah and so my friends in that collective group we we were the in-between of like growing up here speaking fluent English but also holding a lot of our own culture just because our parents haven't fully assimilated and and that's the kind of group that I grew up with here yeah so what country was it that you you and your family came from and then what's the language that you speak um, so I came from a province in China called Guangzhou, and it's um, a specific province that speaks a dialect of Chinese, which is Cantonese. Okay. Um, the official language now is Mandarin, so so it, it, it kind of sucks, but <laughs> um, uh, knowing I wish I would have learned Mandarin because it's so widespread now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I came here when I was five, um, and I still speak um Cantonese but only speak Uh, I don't read or write is language something that you you're glad that you held on to 
I definitely think when you think of languages, you think of different ways of expressing your thoughts and ideas. Um, English is very logical. It's very clear. It's the way you want to articulate yourself. It really makes sense. But when I'm speaking in Cantonese, especially with my mother, mm -hmm. some people can perceive it as like us yelling at each other and, and rightfully so. It's just the, it's the intonation. It's the way you say it that mm -hmm. like, um, it just, ex you're just expressing different intonations and thoughts. And along with that comes like, you know, I guess that culture, right. Of like mm -hmm. you know, being perceived as hot-headed when you're speaking Cantonese, but it's just right. reflected in how that language was brought up and created. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really interesting. I think it goes across like all languages, right? Like just yeah. how it's formed and how like, and then how like it, it's thought of in, in, in the, in the world sense, like, you know, French is like, a romantic language or like you know german is like a practical language but you yeah. get what i'm saying right yeah for sure like i do think that you know it depends really on like the perspective like the way you're looking at it and i feel like from the perspective of like maybe a canadian person who speaks just english at home and um they're not super used to hearing these other languages um they might think you know oh, they're like yelling at each other. English seems like a very simple language. Like it's very, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to make these different intonations like you said. And so it's a little bit more simple, I think. But that's really interesting to think about um, what others like may perceive it as. Have you looked into learning how to read or write? Or is that something that's not as important to you? I definitely think it's like important in like, you know, like just like in any career, like knowing like the languages that a lot of people like speak. Yeah. And I just don't know if I like have the dedication and discipline to like be, be putting in that effort um, to read and write. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think speaking Mandarin is like a lot more important than like reading or writing just because like and maybe like, more practical too. Yeah, just communicating, mm -hmm. um, like just enough so that they like they know what we're talking about. If like yeah. we're having a conversation, it's like a very important, um, you know, way to express your culture. I think it's really cool that um, you're able to practice that at home. Um, are there other ways that you? feel that you practice your culture. I do know that most immigrants, when they come, they come to the Golden Horseshoe region, which is like basically all of the towns and cities that are surrounding um, Lake Ontario, um, uh -huh. which would be like Toronto included. And a couple of reasons they come to those areas is they're very urbanized, um, easier to find employment, and then also you have the um, uh, larger population. So you're also meeting, um, you know, people from your culture. It's much more diverse than like if it was in a rural area. Um, so what has your experience been like growing up in um, Toronto? That's that's a really like good question because again, um, I think we definitely like lived within our 
pocket or bubble of like Mandarin and Cantonese speakers. Mm-hmm. Like within um within Toronto, there's this pocket called Asian Asian Court. Okay. Like it, the name reflects in itself, but it's like A G I N Court. Um, like in in Scarborough, and um, it, it was it was good because our my parents like could could interact with um you know the community there and like find like find a stable job um even with they're not like fluent english um and so so that was good but then um we moved to like a pocket that was mostly sri lankans and um and and indians that's where that and that's where we currently live now and so um it wasn't so much actually it's it's not it was, it was very diverse and a lot more like different families started moving in but but naturally because of that i just acclimated towards having more south asian friends right. um just because i lived there like for like 10 years now and i think it's also cool to see different people of different backgrounds um you know, living in the same area, like, it seems so natural, I think, to us in Canada, but, like, when I go back home to Algeria, it's, like, I'm only seeing really people who look like me, or, um, it's definitely really interesting to see how diverse Canada is, and, like, how we're so used to, like, you know, living in such a multicultural place, like, I think it's such a great thing, and, um it also just eliminates so much of like the like hate like was there anything you were passionate about growing up like i i honestly think um like i think my my parents had enough challenges like working already that um they didn't really so much like try to foster my interests and my skills Mm -hmm. um but i'm proud for what they did for me um i'm just glad they taught me how to swim i remember like When I was like eight years old, I was like such a scary cat. Like, did not like I had to hold like the instructor, like because like they were taking me to the deep end. But but like thankfully I learned how to swim like at an early age, and then I just fostered that skill. Like I was a swim instructor, and then um, nice. you know then I started doing triathlons, and 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 now I think like triathlon is like a like a big part of my life and so and so yeah that that was like the one skill I I learned like when I was young that kind of helped me yeah sports were also a really big part of my life and um I think it's really important it builds character it teaches you so many values and like I think it really helps with your confidence too and um I think it's like it's definitely a privilege but if you're able to do it it's really useful for your kids especially when you're developing right um so i'm really interested in the triathlon kind of stuff like what is the training like for that um and is it something you're still actively doing or was it more so like a few years ago i think i definitely like like it sounds bad but i kind of think i peaked like really hard like last year because like I was putting so much like time because there was a lot of time like there was a lot of time you know during the pandemic like I don't know what people were doing some people like 
were, were going through it at the pandemic, my life like took a 180, you know, like I just poured like all that like energy into like triathlon and just, and just developing an aerobic base. Yeah. Um, and I did like a very grueling race um, um, for like for the people that don't know. I don't mean to brag, but like I did like a very a long distance triathlon, which consisted of like like 3.8 K like kilometers of swimming, mm -hmm. followed by like 180 kilometers of biking or cycling and then 42 kilometers of like running. And like no. from that, it just like it just led me to be believe like like if I wanted to do something like I could set my mind to it and like finish it. And so it was like more of a mental like yeah. one up from that and then now it's just <clears throat> i don't have enough i realize i don't have enough time like going back into full-time school to like mm -hmm. be putting in that, that much like like hours into triathlon but just putting enough like to where i maintain like an aerobic base my base level of fitness mm -hmm. i think it's really to like to like exercise enough that like it is like functioning like like performing at its like maximum capacity yeah. um and, and and like my body kind of has, has a sense of like what's good enough you know and what's too little mm -hmm. um just from doing so much um yeah so it's still it's still like a part of my life i, st I just yeah. ran a triathlon today so like oh nice yeah. how did that go i'm happy i went sub three which was pretty good because i like barely trained um it was beautiful like we got to cycle along like the dvp and the gardener expressway because they they closed like down like parts of the highway so oh, okay. definitely like a good race to do okay yeah is that why you were napping yeah i was so tired i, I was okay. so tired wait that makes so much sense you're like i just ran a triathlon before this yeah <laughs> what a lot of the time with like sports and um, really anything, like there is that mental component that is like sometimes even more difficult to navigate than the physical aspect of it. And like, it's also, I think making you more resilient too. like, you know, do you feel like you're setting goals for yourself with the triathlon stuff to kind of like const constantly improve or? What's your goal with it, kind of? So, like, it's, it's like, kind of a very big goal. But, like, um, obviously, like, I know now, like, what you put in, like, you got to put in a lot of effort if you're trying to, like, get to that next level. So, like, what I'm trying to do now is, like, I'm, like, I think I'm a very goal-oriented person. And I know in myself, it's, like, okay, like, if I sign up for a race, like, I will be, like, I'll be, like, looking back and, like, seeing, like, how much do I need to train? And that that'll inherently get me, like, to be training yeah. um but i also see triathlon as like a community type of like sport where mm -hmm. like you're, you're interacting with like you know a lot of people from different backgrounds because yeah I, I think like we got to meet like teams from ubc and queens and like toronto like triathlon club nice. but but also like the camaraderie i felt was nice when like like when you're training yeah. and then so the camaraderie just like setting goals but also like kind of being forced to like train and, and then just like being out in the sun and like and cardio cardio is so important like 
I used to think like, oh, like you should just like lift weights and like, you know, get in shape and look good. But like, like the heart is like one of the most important muscles. It's just like, I feel like a lot of people think of just running on a treadmill when they think of cardio. And I think that's where it just becomes like not a fun experience for me, at least like going for a run outside versus running on the treadmill. It is such a different experience. And like, you're getting to see different things too. And the run just for me seems a lot more enjoyable. I think it's really important to like track your steps and like, and knowing like the non type of like exercise that you're kind of actually doing like if you're doing if you're standing up like the whole day or you're like walking a lot that still counts as cardio yeah albeit light but like mm -hmm. there's like little aspects that like you don't realize have such a big impact on your life i wanted to ask you so you you um mentioned that you train with other people when you're training for the triathlon who do you feel that you're competing against when you're running or when you're doing a triathlon? I think um, at the beginning, it was always like competing against other people. But then like as I grow older and like, I think hopefully wiser, um, you realize that like everyone comes, everyone has different starting points like in life. And so like triathlon is such like you should be always competing against yourself. Like, are you happy about like how you did this race? Are you happy like looking back at like what you did leading up to this point and like the results that came with it? Yeah. It's it's really like as you see like as you realize more of people's you know where they came from, uh, what their upbringing was and their culture and and just the like you can't it's it's like very hard and it's impossible to compare yourself to them and yeah and once i realize that right it, it's just you know it's it's always just you competing against your past self and hopefully you at least maintained or or, or like um you know did better than your previous self um yeah but it took a big like mental shift to be able to be like yeah. thinking this type of way the moment I think that you start to compare yourself to other people and you make your goals based on where other people are at, I think it's more like destructive than anything because it's like you are your own person and like your baseline is like you said is going to be different than someone else and at the end of the day if like this is what I think I think I agree with you but um if you were just like striving to better yourself I think you will get much further than say you're comparing yourself to someone who's been racing for 10 years and maybe you just started right that's not really a fair comparison to make do you have any like races coming up or any big plans Honestly, I this is the last race I've signed up for. I might sign up for another one, but like I plan to take like triathlon like globally, you know, like because it's such a like why like like this sport can be is pretty accessible relatively. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the goal obviously is to like do like triathlons across the world.